Everybody loses a couple, and you either pack up and you go home or you keep fighting. His father was a mother. His father was a mother. His mother was a mother. I hate those like that. He is moving like a tremendous machine. G'day, I'm not Hamish McLaughlin, he's a sports commentator host, he's a star, and he's a horse racing enthusiast, and also he knows how to ride horses. And I'm not Ross Stevenson, number one radio man on the planet, owner of horribly slow horses and terrible punter. That's a fair description. I woke up in the middle of the night last night, think, well sorry, I wake up in the middle of the night every night and go to work, but this was slightly earlier than normal, and I was thinking, why are we doing this? And I thought, well, we're doing it in order to convey the sense of fun that racing involves. So much of racing media I turn on these days, and it's so analytical, right? Sectional times and all this sort of stuff and track bias. That's not my understanding of horse racing. Um, my horse racing is about sexy, not sectional times. And it's about the interesting people who make it up, because I think you and I, Hame, agreed at one stage that one of the things we love about horse racing is Horse racing people are never boring. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good summation. I've been involved in horse racing in some way, shape or form since 1982 when I tried to rig the Mount Pleasant Primary School Melbourne Cup sweep. I took 20 cents off every child that wanted to be involved but kept Kingston Town. And I thought, this is the easiest money I've ever made in my life. And at the 200 metres, I thought, we are absolutely home here until Gurners Lane ducked up on the inside. And if that isn't one of the greatest insights into what racing would do to me, it has been a source of great agitation, huge financial loss, but unbelievable <laughs> pleasure since I was a seven-year-old, and there's nothing I enjoy doing more. Well, you and I have this in common. Both of us were introduced to racing by our mothers. Absolutely, we were. My mother sort of fell in love with it through her father. He bred good horses. He won the Guineas in 75, the year that I was born. On my other side, my great-grandfather bred the Melbourne Cup winner in 31, who by chance beat Farlap. And I think once it's in the blood, it's hard for it to disappear. I got kicked off a race course at 13 for underage betting. I continue to chase the ultimate Saturday success, which has eluded me almost for 42 years. But it's like chasing the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. It's there somewhere, if you really believe. My mother um, had a job at the TAB in Church Street, Hawthorne, and um, she got me a job there when I was about... 10, not much older than when you were at uh, Mount Pleasant Primary School. Oh, you may well have been. And my job, I had to st stamp the name of the uh, agency, Hawthorne, on the back of the handwritten tickets. I worked three hours, and for that, I got a dollar and a Kit Kat. So, but it introduced me to racing. You can imagine having worked for three years for a dollar a Saturday plus a Kit Kat. You can imagine how far in front I am. <laughs> But I was also making the, the, having the thought to myself, racing is, to me, is not, it's at its core, is not about betting. It's about human beings. It's about frailty. It's about risk-taking in all so, that, sorts of elements of the sport, which is why I think racing people are never boring. And we will have every week, I, I like the idea of having someone on who can be a racing figure or not a racing, it doesn't matter. Just tell us someone interesting you've met through racing because they're everywhere. It's a great idea. Interesting people telling us interesting things about their life. My mother rang me out of the blue the other day and said, I really need to put on a deck onto the existing veranda. What yeah. are we backing? It's like, oh my God, mum's now got the boat. So, you know, punting can do funny things and can change fortunes and hopefully can put on a deck. No, no, we've got to get her a deck. We've got to get Sylvia a deck. <laughs> that, that, that is her aim in the 12 weeks of this podcast. I'm looking forward to it, home. Mate, it's going to be really good fun and it's a great opportunity for you and I to chat. And I think that's sort of one of the things that we do is that um, we catch up, talk about racing, the love, the trauma, the losses, the wins. It's all good fun. 
Follow and subscribe to Two Each Way wherever you get your podcasts.